0: Continuous series of social distancing chronicles and uh, we're starting a new series of episodes where we'll be doing fan-based podcasts uh, we're starting with uh, people who are top of the log um, the and uh, those people in Mercy side, Liverpool fans uh, <laughs> we start with a guest uh, one of our regular guests, Bola thanks for coming
1: Hey, thank you for having me <laughs>
0: and uh, one of our in-house um, fantasy members, 50 fantasy members, Ola thanks for coming on Good to be back. Good to be back. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, so just for everybody, we'll go through like match of the season. Uh, best match, worst match. Fun, funniest memory of the season from a Liverpool perspective. We already see room for improvement. Then goal of the season. And one um, question at the end. quick fire question. Before I do that, I have to do a quick at because I know some of you guys just watch like beginning of the videos. <laughs> so I'll do a quick at here. If you like what we do, please follow us on Facebook, Extraordinary Fans. You can find us uh, if you like podcast audio versions. The audio version will be on Spotify, will be ACAS, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you find your podcast. Uh, we are Instagram, Fantasy Footy. This video will be uploaded on YouTube, on Footy Fantasy. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. We post internet. If you like to come, you know, you can comment. Come on me. I, I manage Twitter. Andrew account. Come on me. I'm always ready for
2: trolling battles every time. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> about so, not to be trolled about for my yeah. United fans. Well, <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> well,
0: it's okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a, we'll be back. Uh so we'll start with our uh, guest. Bola, tell us what was your your best match, Liverpool's best match of the season from your perspective?
1: Oh, the best match of the season. There's so many. Um I have to go with Man City, Liverpool-Man City, 3-1. Yeah. Uh, that was just a fantastic match. Uh, we truly showed that we're going to be the, the uh, premier class, the premier team of the league this year by that win. I don't think the distance was that much at that time. Uh, but I want to give a shout-out to some of the other matches. I'm sure all I might might allude to, like when our kids won against Everton, like that that's got to be up there because you know what we, we weren't expecting anything we played a very young team um but that man city game has to go down as as being my match of the season
2: okay okay that's a good game Paula, which ones mm, yeah that was a good shout the man city game a, it was three points gap at that moment so um but i think we actually played better in this um leicester city game mm. I, one one of our podcasts that we made for Footy Fantasy, I, I remember talking about it that we came back from the World Cup tournament. Well, the World Club Cup tournament, yeah. and it was Boxing Day, and I was thinking, I was actually thinking, man, these boys will be so tired. They've gone to Qatar, um, it Qatar? Was, I think it wasn't Qatar or oh, Dubai. They've gone to Dubai. They've gone to play, and Leicester City were flying. They were second on the table. I was yeah. thinking, yeah, we could we could really drop points here, and then we just smashed them. From minute one to minute ninety, four nil. Uh, for me, it was the most complete performance, away performance of our, of our season. We, I think I don't think they have had a shot at goal. I mean, on target, we just dominated them, and that was the day I actually started believing. I was like, wow, if we could beat the second team on on the table like this, just mercilessly, could have been seven or eight. We really battered them, and they were no. not bad. City have been good this season. So for for us to beat them that way, I was really so for me that's my that's the best match. It's not my favorite match, but that's the best match we played, in my opinion.
0: I remember well, I think I said it on the last part. I'll repeat it too that was a boxing. I think it was in that boxing on New Year's Day. I can't remember. I think it was boxing it's, day. It was a boxing yeah. day game. I had already, from a fantasy's perspective, League Fantasy, Trent I was like, Arnold, oh, I had him on the bench. I'm like, you know what? They'll concede goal. I let me put Trent on the bench. Okay, and man. Trent scored like 25 points. I almost died but, you know people people around me were just wondering like what, what what's wrong with this guy I was just mad hitting the table I left Trent on the table on the bench but yeah I left points away that game pissed me off so much I I left points but yeah my own best match i will, i will say I know it's not my it's not my part you guys are the people ask questions obviously it's the Watford
2: for game <laughs> <laughs> I know now.
0: <laughs> nah, I just wanted to throw it. Yeah, no, that was good. it. So, uh, sticky with that, what was the
2: yeah. worst? Match?
0: That's I know, maybe, maybe it's already obvious. What was the worst match of the season?
2: <laughs> For me, that's not that's not the worst match to be honest. Okay, I, I know people will say, oh yeah, Liverpool fans, um, maybe we're being well, I know t- some of our fans wanted all this invisible stuff. For me, I just wanted to win the league. Even now, I just want to win the league. Anyway. Even if they give us the league today and just say, okay, 29 games, give them the league. I'll take it. Asterisk? I'll take it. Did you say asterisk league? It's 25- <laughs> <laughs> Already, 25 points gap. There's nobody catching us. So, anybody, <laughs> anybody trolling is just trolling for fun. like Because the league is done. Everybody knows yeah. that. Yeah, so
0: yeah,
2: I don't really care if we're going invisible or not. So, the Watford game for me it didn't really pain me. The one that was painful for me was the FA Cup game losing to Chelsea two 0 Oh we've wow, not, okay. We've not won the FA Cup since 2006. That's 14 years, and I really wanted us to go find that competition this season. And we didn't really play well. Chelsea just just battered us. Well, and there was a goal, goalkeeping mistake. I'll come to a guy later. We didn't really play well. The Athletic group game we actually played well, so I wasn't even to. It wasn't painful for me. Like like we played well. We got unlucky. Goalkeeper mistake also. But the Chelsea game, the FA Cup game, we put out a strongish team. Like it wasn't just young kids. Yeah, so there's just there who should have been doing better. There are some senior players there, and then we went to Chelsea and just lost it. And the FA Cup, Klopp, that's one of the only maybe dark. Lots on his copy record for Liverpool so far. His FA Cup record at Liverpool is woeful. <laughs> I don't think we've gone past the fifth round. Like, I think we've, we've never even got... Yeah, we've never even got it to the final since it came. We're always getting knocked out third round, fourth round. I want to win the FA Cup again. It's been a long time, 14 years. So that, that was quite... Pain. For me, that was the worst match. We didn't play well. The World game, I wasn't really pissed. I didn't care whether we're going to... We were, we were like, 20-something points clear at that point. So... Visible, Invisible 10. If it came, it's a bonus. I would have taken it. But it was in, for me, I prefer to break the 100 points mark. For me, that's that's a bigger achievement. Like breaking that 100 points, getting to 100 points, proving that you're actually the best of all time. But if that doesn't happen, I don't really care. Just give us the link. <laughs> OK,
0: OK. Makes sense. I mean, for me, just to add a little point, Chelsea just did have this weird record of being, I think, for almost the past decade, they've been the strongest CUP Local cup competition team in yeah. um, in England like Chelsea always had that record like even when we were good other side, like Ferguson we we'll go to start once we have a cup game I don't for we were losing it was like it was almost like automatic like it, when um, City was good they were the ones that always beating people when Arsenal was good it was Chelsea always knocking people out like they have this weirdness about the FA Cup especially where mm-hmm. you go there most like most times you get knocked out so um,
1: bola not to throw too much not to throw too much shade on Chelsea but that's it. The- <laughs> that is that is the heritage of their team
2: that's you know
1: like before before this money you know piled into Chelsea that was their biggest accomplishment was it's like the maybe they won the league one time but like winning the FA Cup like that means a lot to that club man. they have a an old fan base they have a new fan base as well but you yeah. know it just means a lot to them so
0: I guess
1: that's that's a good point that's true that was that time
2: so but for Both me what's my yeah.
1: Oh, I think it's too easy to just say the Watford match. Um so I'll say what match frustrated me the most, and that has to be the Manchester United match. The one that we drew. Okay. Not that it meant anything, not that it, you know, not that it derailed us from our course or anything, is Manchester United. You know, the two big boys in the league, let's be honest. It's yeah. always gonna be Liverpool and Manchester United until something bad happens. But that game, I remember my brother was in town, the biggest Manchester United fan in the world. Oh, wow. Your brother is much my, <laughs> my, my, my brother was in town. His son was in town, his 10-year-old son, who's who's a prodigy, a, a football <laughs> prodigy. And and he, they were all in town. They're all Manchester United fans. So the tension was just high.
0: <laughs>
1: it, was, it was just high. And, and none of us were talking to each other. You know, <laughs> it, it was... Uh, it, it's just tense so you know i just remember i was, I was so grateful when lalana scored that 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 goal in the 80 something minute but it was just a terrible match we just I didn't th- play well i think
0: i remember talking to you did you did you come on the preview was was bola on the preview before that game i know you were on uh i, bola, I don't know who were the other person liverpool i think you were on i'm not, i can't remember I think
1: I was yeah, on for
0: that preview, yeah. I that preview. I think I remember telling you, like, yeah, there's no way you guys are going to be the Ultra for Like, I just knew that wasn't going to happen. And I, because I was like, yeah, we're in a bad form, Liverpool is coming, it's a rivalry game, you know, and that game has always been, it has usually always been about who can keep their emotions in check, you know, Absolutely. apart from, apart from most moist time was time where you guys were way better than us, and you guys, you know, bashed us home on the away, if I remember. But usually that meeting has always been, there's never been about quality. There's always been who can keep their emotions in check during that day, usually wins that game. Or usually ends up in a
1: job. I never I never take that I never take that game for granted. Never. Exactly.
2: Never. I, I was watching um this soccer box, the one Gary Neville does. He presents a program and he had Jimmy Carragher on. And what Ayo oh. is saying now about the emotions is actually true because mm. even um Neville was saying Ferguson really hated losing an anfield. That he, that he, the most times he sees Ferguson tensed up or like really wound up is usually at anfield. And then on the, on the flip side, they used to talk about like Liverpool players and manager, we used to talk about Gary Neville. They'll say, Oh, look, play on Gary Neville. Gary Neville is always emotional during these games. So try and wind him up, try and get him to do something silly. So Ayo is right. Uh, the emotions are always coming to play in that game. It's, it's, it's not a game you can call easily, especially. When the teams are not very far in abilities, like it's not like man, you are exactly rubbish now, you know. No, so people right. think they are, but so when the ability disparity is not so great, it's not a, an easy game to call. You can't just right. go to Old Trafford. You want to go and beat them in Old Trafford? Uh, they, they step up their game. They always step up their game.
1: Let me put some clarity on this. Here, I live in the Bay Area. Okay. Huge Arsenal fan base, you know, here in the Bay Area. They have an amazing organization, an amazing club. They have their own bar, which is huge. They have like, I want to say like at least like two hundred people watching the game like every time they get their. Wow. League. Okay. You know, Man, when it's Liverpool versus Arsenal, I go to that bar. <laughs> I go to the bar. I, I, I'm wearing all my Liverpool stuff. I'm loud. I'm noisy. I'm boisterous. Liverpool Manchester United. No, I need to. I need to focus. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because I'm all the way wound up. Like, we need to make sure that we, we secure the points for this because, and it's out of respect, too. Correct. You know, mm. Like, I, I, res- I respect Manchester United because cause of the history, what they did, how, you know, how they ruined my childhood. No, but um, <laughs> you guys have an amazing, you guys have an amazing club. And so, you know, I take that game really seriously.
0: Okay, so that's the game. Okay. Um, just to add to the reason why I said I, for so many years I didn't even notice I didn't even notice that thought process of the fact that the most emotional person usually do not win that game until LBG said it I remember LBG's second season I think that was LBG's second season when they kind of asked him some questions and just like oh yeah See, he always tells the boys like hey you know this game is about emotion man if you can keep your emotions in check, you know most likely we win this game. Because j was the, one of the best records against Liverpool. Where yeah. it's two years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah I remember so. Uh, so going to the funniest memory of the season. Stay with uh,
1: Bola. What's your funniest memory of the season? Uh, there's two memories that stand out. Okay. <laughs> um, you know I have this telepathic thing. I think all I going to mention the other one, but for me, <laughs> the first one was the uh, Mane sala fight. At the beginning of the season, okay. that was hilarious to me because Mané was just like one of the boys that we played football with down the <laughs> in the yeah. park. Like he was fresh, <laughs> and I think we won that game like three 0 or three yeah. one or something three like nil. that. But you know the tension and the passion to just want to, you know, I want to win. Like I, I, I pass me the ball now. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I understood every single cuss word that he said in French, even though I don't speak French. <laughs> Because we've all been there, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be that's probably one of the two funniest moments that I remember this season, and um, I'll pass it along to Ola.
2: Okay, well this, the, the Sadio Mane one, I think the, the the situation was made worse because Klopp subbed him almost. Yeah. Like that. So, so that just wound it up more. He had a <laughs> chance, it didn't pass. And then Manny, Manny had not scored, and then club sobbed him off. That just that just blew up the situation. <laughs> like, ah, come on, to <laughs> score, <laughs> and now they've me. So that just made it worse, like, of course. But yeah, that's that's what play. That's what strikers do. But for me, my funniest moment of the season is um, Pep Guardiola yes. twice. Ah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> twice. <laughs> okay, wait, like twice. Twice. twice.
1: twice. <laughs>
2: The memes, the memes based on that twice, man, it has made my season. The number of memes people have made, different, different memes based on that twice. Ah, man, that's my that, funny. That
0: was against Liverpool, right? Against Liverpool, yeah. yeah. Uh, when was about the cards and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice, that, twice. That,
2: that. that's, that's, that's
0: true. Can I even think of anything from a, from a Liverpool standpoint that was very funny to me? Yeah. Of
2: Huh? We don't don't expect that nah, we don't expect you to find us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like they eating us all through the season, like uh, just eating us.
0: I, I kind of got used to it though. I, I kind of you know I got ready for. I kind of got ready for this in a way. I did. I know. People who knew, people who know, people like Gucci and people who know me better, Dada said it, you know understood why those Champions Leagues you guys got to back to back. I was so against Liverpool winning and because I I kept telling people Dada himself. I'm Bucci, I mean, mean am Abuchi had the same thought process, like, Liverpool just needs a breakthrough. If this team breaks through, I kept saying it, if this team breaks through, this, we're in trouble, we're in trouble. It's easy to, uh, Man City being dominant, because Man City is, you know, it's Man City is like, Pep can leave, it's whatever, like, the organization, organization-wise, what holds them together can can easily be broken, because Pep could leave, Pep is not, you know, Pep doesn't care about all that, I want to be a... I want to be like a Ferguson. It doesn't. Even, I don't see him as caring that much about things like that. You know, the guy looks like the kind of guy that would do a little bit and still go back to Spain and coach Barcelona. Mm. That's the kind of person I see Pep as. But Klopp always came across to me as that type of guy who wants to stay at least ten years, you know, stay for a long time, have that multiple dominance. So I wanted he was beauty, So I was always worried. So when the guys won that Champions League, I kind of was ready for this. This was going to happen. I wasn't expecting twenty-five points gap, but I knew it was going to be that Liverpool or City. I kind of. I mean it was kind of going to be obvious in my opinion but i i did not see i think i predicted the coming third beginning of the season because for some reason what i did not think of was i did not think of the fact that Tottenham players were already rebelling from last season i didn't, i didn't see that coming you know that's something you don't see it wasn't coming to the fore because they got the got Champions League final people out about the cracks of organization and like what was going on so i didn't see that coming the whole the players wanted more money they were rebelling against Por- uh, Porch. You know, Porch was already asking for transfers like two seasons ago that they need to reboot the squad, rebuild. You know, I didn't see all that gunfire was going between porch and Believing. Uh, Anyways, room for improvement this season. Stay in Ola. What do you think? For what's the one room for improvement? One position you think?
2: Oh, I am going to pick uh, maybe a controversial position, but I think we should we should improve on the second choice goalkeeper. For me. Adrian, he has been all right, but the mistake started from day one. I know pe- people like him because of his personality, so they, they were willing to forego some of his mistakes. But the very first match he played, or the very first full match he played against Chelsea in the Super Cup, he gave away a penalty against um, uh, Tammy Abrams. He came rushing out. Of course, Tammy Abrams made the most of it, but if Adrian didn't come rushing out, the penalty wouldn't have been given away. Two, two games later, or three games later, Give away a goal against Danny Inks again in Southampton game. And there are some saves you'll think mm, maybe you should be saving that if Alisson was there. Now this is like neat picking because like the team is so strong. But for me, the reason why I'm picking on Adrian is the second choice goal is going to keep in the League Cup, the FA Cup. I want us to win those cups. You know, it's it's good to win the league, but you you want, if you really want to be dominant, the way I are saying, oh, you like Liverpool want to be dominant. Look at when Manu were winning, when, che- when Chelsea and City are winning. They're not just winning the leagues, they're winning the cups too. You know, yeah. they're winning the cups. They're, you have to show that you're actually the dominant force. So, not just winning the league, you have to win some of the cups too. And if you're going to win some of the cups, then your second choice goalkeeper has to be good. So, in the FA Cup, I mentioned before, Adrian also, <clears throat> the first goal, they fired the shot at him, he pushed the team the net. I'm not saying he doesn't make saves. He makes saves. But in a crucial moment, he has come up short. The Champions League, also. <laughs> he had the chance to clear out the ball, kick the ball straight to the Atletico player. They scored. We're out. So I'd uh, like us to improve our second choice goalie. And now, Alisson, I, I hope it's not going to be a recurring thing because he has missed like 12 games this season on injuries. And I hope it's not going to be like that kind of keeper who is going to be getting injured 10, 12 games every season. Because if that's going to happen, that means we're going to have to depend on Adrian more. And it's not a bad goalkeeper, but it's not Alisson. It's not the best second-choice goalie in the world. So I think we need to improve on that, especially if you're going to be competing in the Cups, because he's going to be the one playing in the Cups, not the Champions League or the League. He'll be playing mostly in the Cups. So for me, that's the most important position to improve. Goalkeeper is really a very important position in football, to be honest. People people underestimate that it's it's a really important position. Um, I, I remember you were saying it also in the previous podcast, how you guys struggled after Michael left, or maybe it was Butchi, it was Butchi. yeah. But that's true. United struggled to get a goalkeeper, a solid goalkeeper, until Van der Sar came in. And yeah. then you guys started winning again. You guys are winning, one Champions League, one league titles. It's a very important goal, uh, position, goalkeeper. So for, for me, I'd like us to improve, second choice. Good,
1: good, good. Hi. Right. Good points. Uh, Bola. Yeah, I- you know, I think I think just sticking to the same type of theme, just general backups all over the place. Um, I think our team is, is really solid, um, but when our first team goes out, we don't have the depth of say like Mancini, You know, so I know that's not a single position, but just making sure that we have the talent coming in behind us who are familiar with the system, who can just slot in as as, as seamlessly as possible, uh, would be great. Definitely re-signing Genie Wanaldum um has got to be a priority before even buying anyone else we need to make sure that guy stays um yo a nigerian man <laughs> i'd love to ask for to buy a nigerian i'm being completely biased uh, <laughs> but man i'd love to buy a nigerian guy you know like yeah. maybe I mean, too quizzy. um maybe you, may, yeah. maybe you could put in a bid for him yeah um that would be nice man i think um it's kind of hard to pinpoint a single position, but I actually like the concept of playing a, a point striker. I know we've been linked with Timo Werner. People may be asking, like, how does that work? Like, what's going to happen to Firmino? I think it can work if Firmino plays in a, in a deeper role, um, no. which he's already naturally doing. I think it can work really well for our team. We can get some of that creativity from midfield without losing um, the quality up front or, or the defensive attributes that we that that often comes with having, like, a creative midfielder. So I know it sounds weird because our attack is great, you know, but having a, a true point striker, I don't think Salah's is a point striker. Mane, I think, can play that, but I think he's so dangerous on the width. Mm-hmm. I think it's better to keep him there. But having someone who's fast, who's talented, in those goals, I think that'll be amazing. Yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah. We just quickly jump in. We actually have a Nigerian player at Liverpool, but he's out on loan. That's a sad thing. Yeah. The jungle lad. Was name uh, name? Um, oh. Sorry?
1: Wait, what's his name? I, um, I, I will.
2: Yeah, I will. Yeah. In the Under 17 World Cup, I think he was the top scorer for Nigeria in the Under 17 World Cup. And then. Ah, okay. But the, the problem is the work permit. <laughs> he's not been able to get a work permit, so they have to keep knowing him out. So I think it's in Germany at the moment or. Second division, it's in second division Germany or Belgium at the moment. Ah, they keep- okay. Get a work permit because it's counterintuitive in the sense that he has to play enough games for the national team to qualify for a work permit in England.
0: Correct, Correct
2: yeah. And, and not picking it because he's actually playing the second division. So it's sad for him, but he's still, he's still on contract at Liverpool, but sadly he has not gotten the first team.
0: Okay, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, former. problem. A- Neutral, well, uh, well neutral. I don't know if neutral Neutra is the word, I got for Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, outside, outside looking point, just from a pure footballing standpoint, when I look at Liverpool, like you said, like, how do you improve 25 points ahead of everybody? I mean, you can argue that maybe people dropped off, whatever, and this is just a, might be a one time type season. When I look at them, yeah, I mean, the only thing like, I found very nitpicky is I feel like Liverpool, and correct me if I'm wrong, from an outside looking, Liverpool attacked in two major ways. They have coordinated pressing when they press, they win the ball high up and try to score or counter, either, either or from the Gavian pressing. That's where that falls in. The second part is how they move the defenses around, the pin, the amifers pin in certain position so they can create space on the wings and they can whip the balls in. If you try to overload the wings, they, they they just move around because they can through the middle through Salah, Femino. Those those are the two ways I see Liverpool try to score. The one thing I do notice, which has been super nitpicky in my opinion, because it's very hard to actually prevent not considering goes from those two other ways or three other ways is when people sit back and they like you know low block those heavy low blocks and they can find a way to prevent those crosses having that test that can pick that can pick a pass in the middle that can break break the lines with the pass when fermino is off his game because Femino is the one that usually drops back to break those lines and move people around and like drop those passes. If fermino is off his game because that's what i thought keita was supposed to be but for some reason i don't know guess I'm not fully convinced about Kater. There's just something about maybe his injuries. Maybe it's... I'm not convinced about Kater. I'm not. When I'm watching, I'm like, the Kater I saw, the highlights from Germany, and this Kater, like, it's been almost two seasons now. Like, what's really going on? So somebody that can be that guy, like what things like that receiver does, you know, De Bruyne, in a way, they're not sure people, you know, like the Pogba, someone that can knit, that can break the lines of those passes when there's just small space to knit those passes in between. Is that the, if I want to be nitpicky, say you know, because sometimes you have to win games that way, you know, in my opinion. Anyway.
1: I think I think it's just a different style of yeah. football that really work well with the qualities that we have. Um, yeah, you're right because like a lot of our game is based upon that fast break, yeah. um, getting pressing, making sure then exploiting the space, and it's kind of hard to like break it down, especially since like our, our strikers aren't big people, you know, we're, we're, we're small people. We have Salah, we have Man, Firmino there, you know, probably all three of them are under six foot. Maybe Firmino is close to it. So we also lose out on the aerial threat as well. That could help us out if we were in that type of a situation as well. And that's why I'm like, you know, having a tall, big, fast point person up front may also help us out. Like if you also look at like the way how we set ourselves up like corners and stuff we rely on our big center backs moving forward into those positions to try and get ahead, you know, for those corners, which leaves us all the way exposed at the back. Uh, but maybe having another, a tall point striker who has a good aerial, who's good in the air, you know, could be another way that we can break down some of those defenses without losing too much of what has brought us to where we are right now.
0: Yeah, But Dima Gorigi is supposed to kind of be that way, but anyway, in mean, the same way, Divock doesn't remind me of a big striker who holds up play. you know, he's like a, he's almost like a well built type player, you know, that's the way I look at Divock Yeah, you know? yeah the point. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying, you are know, I'm not saying I'm quality-wise,
1: I'm style, style,
0: I mean style, style of
1: play. You are yeah, messing with me. <laughs> Alright,
0: cool, cool, cool. Uh, goal of the season, Stephen with Bola. Tell me what your goal of the season was for Liverpool
1: has to be that Fabinho goal, man. Uh, it, it gives ah, me chills. Okay. It yeah. gives me chills every time I see it. it, it was such a beautiful strike. Um, you know, my there's a couple of ones that I would put after that, like Curtis Jones versus Everton. And even Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain had a really good one in the FA Cup against Arsenal. But that Fabinho strike was beautiful, just.
0: And the importance of it, yeah, that's true. That was yeah, a, a, a very good one. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, the season. Uh, for me, I'll go with, um, well, because of the impossibility of the kind of goal he scored, and this was on his weaker foot, uh, Salah's goal against Salzburg, the one he scored from nearly near the Kon- Konaki flag. Okay. Keeper came awesome. pushing yeah. up, the ball past the keeper from the tightest of angles, and that game was very important because Liverpool actually had to win that game to, to go through to so the cha- second round of the Champions League. So... On his right foot tight angle uh, fantastic goal fantastic goal but then uh, my favorite goal of the season is the second one is called against man united sorry that was that was pure pure Oops. ecstasy <laughs> Huh? <laughs> Salah ah, against you. Oh, okay, okay. That run, yeah. 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 I remember I remember that. That was one game I just watched. I was like, whatever. I just knew like <laughs> we're, not we're
0: not getting anything out of that game. I just
2: knew it. And then no, but the thing it gave United hope. It was one nail. United were coming on, they were trying to like get the equalizer, they were getting very hopeful, then it long mm-hmm. ball from Alisson to Salah and it just, woo, just kept running goal and coffee shirt and then Alice came the celebration was just like epic like come on
0: yeah
1: <laughs>
0: he took it too far he took it too far It's not a Japanese fire.
1: what's wrong with him <laughs> hey, that's the best celebration of <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, for me uh, I guess the goal, of, yeah, goal of, I've seen Liverpool score uh, that I like the most and obviously maybe it's because of my bias of, boy, you know Firmino you, know, you know always calling Bobby Shmorna because that guy you know he just, yeah, I enjoy watching him anyways. I think it was the one, it was like a link up play with Firmino, Smani, and Salah where Firmino did his back flick. Yeah, thing. that's uh, like, that. I don't know, It was one game, what for? It, Bob, I can't remember. What for Newcastle.
1: It? Well, Newcastle, Newcastle? Newcastle, yeah, it
0: was Newcastle. That flick was just like, man, that was, yeah. It, I, I have this natural bias towards technical, gifted, skillful players, so that's why I always do that. So, anyways, um, that I think that was my goal of season. So, the quick fire question. I will start with, uh, I'll start with, uh, let me start with Bola.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, so, apart from Liverpool and the obvious Man City, because those like are two squads that have been closed, going at it now for like two seasons plus, I guess. Who, which other Premier League team do you think is, prime? it doesn't have to be anybody that's currently in your top six, whatever, just from what you've seen so far, evidence of this last 29 games, which team do you think is prime? that could possibly make a challenge, you know? These things, it's all, it's all, it's all guess anyways, but who do you think, for what you've seen so far, next season? There's a couple of good teams. And tell me why. I tell me why.
1: There has to be why behind it. There's a couple of good teams out there. There's a couple of good teams out there. Um, to the challenge, yo,
0: To challenge. You know really what I challenge. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think know. outside is nobody. It's OK. No, 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 no. I, no, I sure. shouldn't. Um, I think what I know people, I always used to make fun of you like all season, saying, oh, one point away from safety. And I oh, think. Was, I,
0: was like, this, I was posting it every time. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was a bit sarcastic, but a lot of people didn't get it.
1: But <laughs> Manchester United are are, are going to be good. I think that Bruno Fernandes signing was 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 special. And even more important than the Bruno Fernandez signing, and I and I know I'm being biased, but I think that Igalo signing was was huge. Number one, he's a uh, he's technically gifted, but he's a fan. And one of the most dangerous things you can have on your team is someone that actually believes, you know, in the team and is a fan and has has seen the glory days, right? So yeah, just them. Those two signings, I think, were huge. I think it if you bring Pogba back. And you're able to figure it out how to... That midfield becomes extremely dangerous. You now have a strong link-up play. And, you know, I think your 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 defense isn't as bad as, as what people think it is. So I think Manchester United uh, could definitely be up there. Wolves are amazing. If they can keep the team in place and maybe spend some more money, um, who knows? Cause I think Nuno is such an amazing coach. Um, I think... Um, if things just work out in their favor, they could make some noise. They can really make some noise. And last but not least, definitely like a wild card. I'm not expecting them to do anything next season, but I'm curious to see if this takeover of Newcastle happens. Yeah. I'm gonna say from that, you know, like are they gonna just start spending a whole bunch of money and I know it takes time to get team to teams to gel and to sync up, but they're definitely someone that I'm looking at the back end as a as a long shot you know okay what could happen if, if I'm hearing like 250 billion dollars you know the owners are worth which is crazy so okay. we'll see
0: okay so, so who's I'll... prime who's prime the most out of all those three you mentioned prime who's... the most if, uh, had to, if you have to rank just that's all all I want out of the
1: I'd say Manchester United and wolves equally. Um, okay. it depends on you know bringing in new players brings you know makes it hard for you to gel. So I'll probably edge wolves a little bit above you. but you no. guys you guys are coming up strong. so definitely have to look out for you guys in the near future.
2: We'll touch on the next season. okay um, Ola. Ola. i don't I don't disagree too much with um Bala there. like, I've been surprised the the kind of um, the intensity of the criticism in that uh, United. Uh, yeah, of course, United are a big club. They should be challenging. But, yeah, even though I enjoy the criticism, I enjoy the bantering at them. I don't think they're that bad, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think I've seen bad Liverpool teams. I've I've seen bad Liverpool teams. This United team, let's not forget, they've beaten City three times this season. That's true. The big game, Solskjaer gets them up for the big games. It's just those smaller teams that and and Klopp also had this problem when he first came. We're beating the smaller teams, okay. but uh, we're beating the bigger teams, but we're losing points against the smaller teams. You know, and if like you said, Fernandez, Pogba come in, start creating that, they started giving that creativity. United are going to be a dangerous team. People are just people are just writing them up and saying, oh, the coach is a clown and things. I don't think they're that far away. I don't think they're that far away. Of course, they have to invest properly in the playing squad. The owners have to do some, or whatever his name is, uh, Ed Woodward. They still have some recruitment that they need to do, but yes. they're not that far away. They're not that far away. They're they solid. Like Paula said, the defense is not that bad. Uh, midfield will look good now if Papa and Fernandez come in, start supplying. Igalo, fantastic signing. He's go- he holds the ball up. Proper center forward. He's a fan. Like I'm just echoing exactly what Paula said. But if we're going to leave out Man United, I don't think we should um, ignore Leicester City. But Brendan yeah. Rodgers, has, he has a very good record of building teams that can... I, I mean, he doesn't have to sign very top players to build a proper team. Because even when he was at Liverpool, the only two players that were signed for him that made us really great were Storage and Coutinho. And I think that was all he needed to make us try to challenge us. And this season, you can see Leicester, they gave it a good goal for a while, but their squad depth is not strong enough. So I think if they improve their squad depth next season, especially if they have somebody proper who can back up Vadi. Vadi's not young anymore. Yeah, Kelechi yeah. is all right, but they probably need another striker to help out Kelechi when Kelechi is not. Is so Leicester, Lester, I won't I won't write them off next season because Rogers is a, a very good manager. He, he also got over the top criticism when he was at Liverpool. Some Liverpool fans up to now they'll say, Oh, it was Suarez that uh, brought us that title challenge. Yeah, Suarez was a big factor, but Rogers made the formation, the diamond formation that got out the best of Suarez and Storage. People just try to ignore that, they just try to clown on the guy. Oh it's yeah. Andgera. Andgera, yeah, yeah. And Gerard,
0: yeah. I he is
2: is a very good manager. He's a very good manager. Yes. And if some money and if they give him some time, I don't see him I don't see Leicester City dropping out of that top four. They'll probably give it a good challenge next season. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I guess for me, maybe the, the way I look at title challenges, and this is the way I like to define it, is when we get to the business end, which is March, April, May, are you close, six points, you know, seven points of the top, whoever is on top? That is what I consider a title challenge. If I get into March, I get to April, and you are still there, about five, six, seven points. I do not, I think the only two teams that I think are primed and ready for that. I'll say my reasons, you know. I'll say one is Leicester, for everything you said. You know, they also need to get more depth. I think Leicester is prime. If they can keep everybody Madison, you know, Tillemans, all of that. Um, I think they are ready. I think they, they are ready to do a challenge. It might not be a long challenge, but I think if they can add to what they have now, they probably need to improve their center defense. And I think, I know Johnny Evans has done well. So, is good. I think the probably need to improve on Evans, from what I see. I think they probably need to. But midfield is solid, you know, Didi, our brother there, um, Tillermans, Madison, very good. Attacked the way really they play. He has created a very good system. I believe so much in coaches who can create a system. And obviously, ta- uh, talent and recruitment is great. It's, very, it's, probably, it's very, very important, right? Because they, that will depend on how they can execute. But the difference in why I always say why I believe so much in systems over players is systems is what made, apart from equipment, right? Systems what make Liverpool just uh, Liverpool and Man City where they are today. It's the systems their coaches are made to create. Because what happens is nobody in the issue of football, maybe apart from Messi and Cristiano, maybe, maybe apart from Messi, but at least as I've been watching football, has been consistent over 38 games. I used to watch a lot of La Liga back in the day. Zidane had bad years where he was hugely inconsistent like i used to watch i watch all these all-time games that people put on a pedestal they have inconsistencies the difference with systems is when one or two of your players are off their game people already have like drilled in that system where just like through muscle memory you can get the job done because you have practiced how you play football this is where you stand this is what you do every time so you don't have to be nine over ten every game your all your key players might be six over ten and maybe some random person, be Henderson, that's on 9 over 10. But well, that system will carry you guys on You guys will get the job done. 2-1, 2-0, move on to the next game. The system that make people go on 9-10 win nine, nine, games winning run, it's very, very hard over a league season to say quality of players and just, oh, let them go out there and figure it out, okay. It's great information. Systems. So that's what Rodgers has with the players. He doesn't have as much quality as those other two. The second team I think is actually Chelsea. I think Chelsea's primed. I think Lapad is a very good manager. So far, what I've seen, in the sense that I like the style of play he's played. He's been bold to trust the kids. I think the person behind him is a very good coach. You know, I, had to, I read, a lot of Chelsea guys were telling me before when I read more about Jody Morris, uh, who's actually the one who runs the coaching. I think he's a very good coach. I think if they invest well, I think Chelsea can challenge. And I think so because he has a system which he plays. to play good football. Right? The time they were down, they had injuries. Obviously, those kids... They hit a they, they're kids they will be consistent they'll hit a point where you know mistakes will come into the game fatigue all of that and defensively also they're not they're not as good they fix their defense you get a left back they get a more dominant center back you know i think chelsea are prime because they have kids who are like ready about they their peak they have some very good pieces in there they got zh you got they've recruited well and they have a system which they are playing if they continue that same way Next season they're playing this attacking because they did the about Chelsea. They were creating a lot of chances. Even though they were having a bad run of form with seven losses out of nine, they created a whole hell of chances. They were just not finishing them as they were beginning of the season, right? So I think Chelsea are primed to Chelsea and Leicester are the two. The reason why I don't I, I agree with Manchester United is for one reason. I look at the style of football we play, right? And you said one one great point. The style of football we play is it, it can work in big games, right? You can be a big game. He, LBG did it now. LBG was beating up the big... Was this first season? There was one time we went to that room. We beat, like... You know, we beat you guys at Anfield. That was the one... That's the one field game where two goes. We beat you guys. We beat Tottenham. We beat Man City. We beat, like, five... He did... He was, and he constantly did that throughout. He was beating his big games. The problem is... Those big games are 25% of your games, right? 20, that's one of your games. 75% of the teams you play will be middle-table and small-table teams. It's systems that will be able to break those teams down. I do not think the way we play football over a 38-game season, regardless of the quality we have, we'll be able to put the title challenge. quality can make us finish top four, don't get me wrong, we could finish top four next season, you know, or maybe this season when football comes back. But a title challenge, I don't think the way the league is right now, the quality of teams in there and, we, and how defenses have become smarter over the years, where people are defending by systems and numbers, instead of before, it's like, oh, you have four defenders, Okay, I on DM, that's your defense. That's what we face. Now, people are defending like in blocks of teams. It now, we study, there's so much information out there. They study teams, they, they attack your strengths and find you to double up on your strengths. You know, like, people, defenses are way smarter than used to be back in the year. So, I do not think Social, with that team he has, can have a tight challenge.
2: I don't think, just because of the type of coaching I see, he's is is a is it, is it counter attacking manager. Okay, I'll just quickly do some couple of um, maybe counterpoints. It's, it's not really arguments. It's just picking out some of the points you've made, which you've made very good points. Yeah. Um, I'll go. I'll go to United. I'm yeah. not trying to um, make United fans feel good about no, themselves. No, 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 no Say it. thoughts. I'm just saying. it. You know, I'm just saying from where I see it. And you're right. the, the way United were playing against the smaller teams this season was not great. But there's a reason for that. You need creativity. Those smaller teams, the reason why Liverpool also struggled against them before was we were not creating clear-cut, clear-cut chances. Yeah. Now, why myself and Bola are saying United will be a threat next season is Fernandez. That guy is a, a game-changer. And don't forget, Pogba, for all the media talk and whatever, Pogba is a fantastic player. Is yeah. also creatively good. So yeah. that's why myself and Bola are saying Okay, when the smaller games come around, those small teams that give you problems, Fernandez and Pogba at the top of their form are enough to create chances for people like Igalo. Don't forget, the smaller teams who also struggle against somebody who is like a target man, which United didn't have, but now United have that. They have yeah. Igalo. Yeah. Who's a target? Who's going to pull the ball up? Who's going to bring others into play? So those three factors are why we say, you, of course, we know the way United were playing before, of course, they're never going to challenge for the title. But those three factors up now with... Fernandes, who is top class, or back top class, coming into midfield, and then somebody like a gallop up front, who can be a target man, who can bully defenders. Don't forget it. I, I just keep telling people, United are not that far away. Yeah. They're really not. They're really I, not far I, away. I
0: agree. I agree. with enough. I agree with our squad that we're not far, we're not that far away. Probably like two, three players from having like consistent tax challenges. I just don't think that the coaching system and the coach we have now can get that extra 20-30% that the elite coaches are very good coaches, like the ones that I've named, like obviously the Clubs, the Peps, Brendan Rogers. and let me let me stop at Brendan Rogers. I'm not 200%, I can't say much about Lampard yet. But those three that like I've seen, over based on their body of work, I like his body of work, mm-hmm. I don't think he has that ability to get that extra 20 Like I said, that 20-30% when, say, Pogba is off his game, but Fernandez is off his game. Fernandez is injured for two, three, three, four games. You know, from those every other person, from Rashford, from Martial, I don't think he has that yet. Maybe yeah. put drunk, I don't think he has that. But that's, put, what, I, that's I, what I see.
1: But to put it in perspective as well, and again, not to be you know glorifying Man United too much. Yeah. You know, I think I've I've talked too positively about your team <laughs>
0: that's I've not Too much positivity.
1: Um, but everything, all I just said was absolutely correct, like yeah. with the field in place. And then, you know, with uh, Igalo up front. But when don't also forget that Rashford's going to be on one width. Marshall's also going to be on the other width as well. You guys are actually really dynamic. I think um, uh, Tomane is a fantastic player. Um, he's a workhorse. Um,
0: player. I don't know about
1: fantastic yeah, he's a, very, <laughs> he's, he's a very good player of what you need him to do. Like, I don't think some of those DM positions, you need them to do, you know, um, you know, to dribble through the whole team and blah, blah, yeah. blah. You need yeah. someone to rock and an anchor to to be able to keep the team solid so everyone up front can do it's what they far. need to do.
2: Exactly. stuff in it's
1: Yeah. And then last but not least, I also look at form. You know, like, some of your worst performances were at the beginning of the season you know talking to my brother you know Pogba's been only played six games this season yep. you know Rashford's been out for a long time blah blah there was a lot of turmoil especially at the beginning of the season yeah and towards the end of the season your form has been really good yeah and I think that's more of a projection of where you guys are heading to versus you know the summary of everything as a whole what have you guys been doing the last five games last six games of the season And just looking at that, I think you guys are moving in the right direction. You're getting all these other players to fit in correctly. I think Solskjaer, you know, to give him credit, he did a very good tactical performance when he played against Liverpool. It it wasn't just emotion and, you know, oh, we've got to beat Liverpool. Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. He he was actually a tactician. He tactically put together a game plan, um, which shows that he's getting better at the job too. So... As long as you guys give him time, I think you know one of the biggest criticisms of modern football is that we don't give our managers enough time to really grow and implement their tactics and to grow with their squad. He's a Manu legend. If you give him that time, you keep the investments going as well. You guys are going to be a threat. Um, I think Chelsea are really good. I think they're a little bit further away than we think. What so. You know, like I, I think they're gonna be great. They're always gonna be there. They're always gonna have a chance to beat the big boys. I just don't think that they're I don't see the cohesion the same way as 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 I see in Wolves, Manchester United and forgive me, I should have said Leicester City as well. Um I see more cohesion with those other three. Uh Tottenham, um, I think Mourinho needs like at least like another season and <laughs> a off to get rid of all the old players and I know, I
0: know that's your guy uh, Bola <laughs> that's your guy
1: <laughs> I, 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 I respect people that beat us. I, okay I, so if you beat me if you beat me I, I, I give respect and I, I, I-, I-, I feel like
0: with some of the discussion I we have to take it off you know off the podcast yeah. now it's coming like a mind you about all that I- I- new, I- well. I- Um <laughs> again guys thanks for coming on I appreciate you guys for coming on this was fun. All right uh, uh so guys if you're watching this at the end of the pod, all our social media handles will be there. Please follow us, like us, and everything and connect with us. You know, engage engagement is key.
2: Okay. And even though we've made you happy as a Man United fan today, don't forget you're still playing Europa League. So <laughs> <laughs> <Thursday>. <laughs>